Hello there. My name is Gareth Long and I'm the Communications Coordinator for the Faculty of Arts, Humanities and Social Sciences at ARU. In this podcast series, I'll be interviewing some of our students, alumni and academic and technical staff to explore their experiences of education, their career paths and their advice for anyone hoping to work in the same field. In this episode, I talk with Blessing Ramey. Blessing is junior graphic designer at Conscious Communications and one of our recent BA Honours graphic design graduates. We cover how the course helped prepare her for working in the industry, including placements and professional studies modules, how walking around Cambridge inspired her graphic design work, and her current work on a campaign against harmful sexual behaviour. So with no further ado, let's get on with the podcast. Hi, Blessing. Um, could you tell us a little bit about who you are and what you've been doing since you graduated from AIU, first of all, please? Yeah, sure. I'm a Blessing Rimey and I'm a junior graphic designer at Conscious Communications. It's a public relations and marketing agency. And um, since I've graduated, I started working there and I'm I've also been a mentor in the ARU mentorship program and um, I was a guest speaker at the AHSS Seeing Yourself lecture series as well. So I talked about um, I talked about my experiences and also being a BME rep at the university as well. Great. And what do you do for Conscious Comms? I, I work across different clients producing um, design solutions. And so, for example, like social media designs, um, print designs, adverts, billboards, um, just depending on the client's needs. And sometimes I produce motion graphics and animations as well. What kind of clients have you worked for with them? It's, it's so varied. Like it could be like a technology company. It could be it could be a charity, um, also educational institutions as well. Okay, so it's it's a big, a wide brief, essentially. Yeah, yeah. Have you learned a lot about these other industries from working with them as well? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, usually when I'm about to start working on a design, uh, we have a little meeting talking about the background of the client and what kind of style they have. Like, for example, um, one of our clients um, is Nextbase, and they produce dash cams and a big part of their brand is about safety on the road and protecting some people on the road so um that really factors into the design and and also making sure the information is clear and um highlighting highlighting the campaigns that they do that are really important as well excellent okay let's talk a little bit about your education and how you got to this um career path first of all so what what did you do before going to AIU what what schools or uh, colleges did you go to and what subjects did you take there um before I went to ARU I studied um an extended diploma in art and design graphic design so that went on for two years so it covered a really broad curriculum with a wide range of topics um within art and design and then it provided a really good foundation for graphic design so um, we looked into art history design history and um, we went we went to like different art galleries and museums and and yeah I think it really also helped a lot of my essay writing skills because we had to pick some design movements and and write about a few pieces that inspired us and also um, look at design styles we liked and then we did a final major project at the end of those two years 
we also had a really good careers department that helped us with um, applying for universities. And it was also part of one of our part of one of our modules to um, to make sure we researched um, universities you wanted to apply to. And we got a lot of support with preparing for the interviews because we had to um, do an interview for most of our um, university applications, including in Anglia Ruskin as well. Okay, so you you had prior knowledge of ARU before you started applying then? Yeah, yeah, definitely. What was it um, that made you want to come to ARU in the end? I visited a few a few times. I think I attended two open days and then um, I also came with my family to stay for a weekend. I just, I really liked the atmosphere of Cambridge, um, especially like coming from London as well. It's It feels like a calmer city. And also I really liked the design department was really nice that I liked. I liked that, yeah, there is a design department where you can be around other creatives and then also you can still meet with um, people that do completely different courses to you. See, I think even like when I was studying, when I was studying there, that it was nice that I could learn a lot from people that were studying like law or English literature, even though that might not be directly related. Um, And also meeting people from different countries, different cultures. And um, I think that's a really unique experience from um, being in Cambridge and also because there are a lot of students that come from around the world um, just to be here. I think it's a really unique and special experience. So you come from London originally. Did you find it easy to get back and forth? Or did you actually move to Cambridge and have to visit family in London or anything like that? Yeah, I moved to I moved to Cambridge, but the transport connections are so good that I was able to visit quite a bit. And yeah, I think that you can you can get a train quite easily into into London and and like come back as well. So um, and my family were able to visit, and they said they really liked the city as well. Great. Well, as we're on the subject of Cambridge, um, what was your favourite thing about studying here? And did you discover anything about the place, uh, the city of Cambridge that you didn't know about before? Um, I'll say my favourite, one of my favourite things is the amount of green spaces and the scenery, like, I think especially like in like spring, summer, it's it's so nice to have like a walk, even on your own or, sorry, on your own or like with your friends. like there's so many paths to walk down and it's it's so calm and and sometimes it can be quite quiet and it's really nice I think there's like there's so much culture so much architecture so much history and I also realized there's a lot of design history here as well so like one of the projects I did on my um, typography module was that we had to go on a walk around Cambridge and, and look at the different like text designs like um like signage and like there's a lot of things that have been kept in place for for decades and it's really nice to see that history that like you could even see like a sign carved into a building which isn't something that you would that's done too often these days it's it's more of an older thing and it's nice to like research into that and look into the history and um and look into how Cambridge used to be in the past and like the mix of the mix of the old and the modern in Cambridge is really interesting I think when you walk into certain parts you notice the way the paths are and like walking to the Fitzwilliam like you can really see the history there which is really nice and even inside there that they have a mixture of like modern and older art that it's really nice to learn about that as well. So was Fitzwilliam do you say that was your favourite place in Cambridge to visit? Yeah I would say so. study and recreation? (laughs) 
I think it's, it's really hard to choose one because sometimes it just depends like on the season or the mood like in summer my favorite would always probably like Jesus probably Jesus Green I think mm. like walking through there is is really really nice in summer yeah definitely I live quite close to Jesus Green so I go down there quite a lot and just have a wander around the river there and yeah, yeah take photos cool. and it's yeah it's a lovely place so is there any one thing that you can think of it could be a piece of art or writing, music, or something from your own life even that, that inspired you to get involved with uh, graphic design in the first place. I think it's the moment I realised that actually graphic design is literally everywhere, that even even if you find a hobby that you're really passionate about, like if you if you really like a film, there is graphic design in there as well. Like I remember when I visited, um, I went on a trip, it I was in, um, I was doing, I think it was a, a product design module before uni and um, we went to the Harry Potter studios and then I saw there was this whole like section about like graphic design and film and I realised, oh, there is something for this as well. Like before that I did know it wasn't TV shows and maybe movies, but I didn't realise that actually, yeah, there's like a whole section of people that design stuff, even for a fictional thing and and yeah, everything everything is so interlinked. Like one of my favorite designers, um, Vignelli, um, said that if you can design one thing, you can design everything. And like, yeah, it's just it's really nice to see how graphic design really feeds into everything. Like, um, and how important it is just being able to display information in a way that brings a message across to people that can be really beneficial. I think that's so important. That and that inspires me to keep going. Like. Um, even if I feel burnt out in one area, there is always another area that I can that I can focus on. So it's great knowing that it's such a it's such a broad area of study. So is graphic design and film something that you'd like to get involved with in the future? Do you think? I think it's something that I would consider sometimes just for fun. I produce um, designs for like movies, TV shows, music. But yeah, like if, if it was possible one day to be able to work on a project like that, that would be really interesting. So do you post your um, own designs up online anywhere where people can see them? Um, I, I do have a few on my on my website and I did post, I did post them on Instagram before, but I think <laughs> at the moment I am currently updating my website, but um, I'll probably put a few more personal projects on there because um, I think the last time, the last time I uploaded them was like when when I was still in university but I think I think yeah it's great to to put more personal projects on just to show the kind of things I'm interested in outside of work as well. Thinking back on your education what do you think is the most valuable thing that you took away from your time at AIU? Um, I think knowing that graphic design is always evolving and developing and um, there's always room to adapt and you can still discover more passions within the subject and branching from it as well. It's good to have a balance of gaining skills and also learning how to um, express your identity through your skills as well. So like you can you can really show like your experiences, your identity through through your work. Yeah, like sometimes if you might feel stuck, you can always just look back on the things that have inspired you, even if it's not directly related to graphic design. Like I think that was a key part of um what my lecturers were talking about as well because sometimes you feel like oh we have to just be inspired by these well-known graphic designers but actually 
you can be inspired by something that doesn't seem like it's design, but it still brings you inspiration and helps you to design. So can you think of any examples of things like that? Um, I think um, one funny example is um, I was doing a, a packaging project at uni and I felt a bit stuck on the style and um, I took a break. I went for a walk. I went to I went to Tesco's and then when I was just looking at the shelvings, I realised, oh, I really like that pattern that's on one of the packaging. I think it was so random, but it's nice to know that even if you're just walking about outside, you can spot something that can spark inspiration. So yeah, I think because it's it's something where you probably wouldn't think, oh, um, you can get inspiration going grocery shopping. But but yeah, I think it's nice because sometimes you get wrapped up in in your own thinking or staring at a project. But when you step outside of that and just look at the world around you, you can really find inspiration. What do you think is are the most important aspects for a piece of design to grab attention like that? Like the design you're making or. Um, when you're wandering around somewhere like a supermarket and something grabs your eye like that, and it's going to be a very personal thing. Um, but yeah, what is it for you? And also, how do you then go about finding things that will fit a particular audience as well, I guess, that will attend, uh, grab their attention? I think one thing that helped was um, there was one project we, there's one project we did in our second year where it was broken down into into different parts. So the first part, we weren't actually told what we were designing, but we were given different keywords. So um, three sets of keywords. So one was um, Renaissance and also like words linked to that. One was like high society, royalty. Another one was um, about like um, diners, 1950s, um, baseball, that kind of thing. So, um, so what we had to do was was um, walk around the city and find things that related to those themes, um, take pictures of them, look at colour palettes, think about movies, films. And then the next part, we actually found out what we were making. So it was limited edition packaging for um, free specific products. And that's when we started thinking about, oh, um, who would the target audience be? How would you appeal to them? I think the cool thing is that um, you can look at one thing and see that it's specific to a certain target audience and then you can fill in the gaps on how to make it appeal to someone else. So like if, for example, something appeals to elderly people and then you want to find a way to for it to appeal to younger people, then you can look at the kind of things that, that young people are interested in. And I think also looking at the kind of colour palettes that interest different people the kind of text that interests um people and yeah i think a key part of researching that is is to really um look into different areas in the world that that have specific target audiences and the kind of things that draw them in and sometimes it can be really specific or sometimes it can be quite varied sometimes it changes all the time but i think um just constantly keeping your eyes open to the world and to what different people um, really connect with can really help I think especially like the technological age is moving quite fast as well mm. but um, how do you keep up with current trends as well as getting your work done and and your own personal projects as well I, I try to keep an eye on different social media platforms like I noticed TikTok is a really big thing and even though I'm not a teenager anymore um, I, I really enjoy looking into um, the kind of things that get people 
interested and get them staying on that platform. Even like part of my work is I actually do look at um, research on trends as um, part of my work because I do um, I do social media design as well. And um, even just yesterday, I was actually looking at um, a social media trends report for 2022. I think one of the key things is to both look at official and unofficial research. So um, the great thing is that there are some companies that um, look into, for example, social media trends for each year, for each demographic. Like I know Adobe do it, um, Later do it. And I was looking at the Later one for social media for this year. And there are some graphic design YouTubers that um, list their predicted trends and the reasons why. And sometimes it can be different, but they give their own reasons. And sometimes there's trends for like corporations and businesses and there's different trends for like the average person on on social media or um or brands that are specific to younger people so I think what also really helps is that um designers are posting a lot more online like even if someone's a design student if they're a freelancer if they're working for a business they tend to post a lot of their work and you're able to see the trends that form based on that as well so I think yeah with the with the rise of social media it does give a lot of access to see what people are more interested in because sometimes you can't get an official report but then you actually look at what's happening and you can see sometimes it could be different to what's predicted so you need to keep an eye on on everything yeah. all the time I think, I think the biggest thing of recent is that um over the past like two or three years because of the pandemic there's actually been a big shift in really yeah. popular design styles there's a lot of there's a lot of vibrancy that um it's either seen as a rebellion or people wanting to be hopeful. So they use a lot of bright colours, a lot of experimental typography. And yeah, it's really nice seeing that. And also people moving more towards 3D. I think seeing how that has changed compared to like a few years ago, that now people are actually moving back to being more experimental. So I think that was a really interesting discovery for me at the start of this year, I think. Do you think people are more open uh, audiences that is more open to different ideas nowadays um, in terms of the design uh, can you experiment more and still find an audience for those designs yeah yeah definitely um, I think what I've seen is that um, there's been a rise of um, people like taking control of their design journey so um, like I know there were some people that did do their jobs or get furloughed um, at the start of the pandemic and then they decided to make a YouTube channel or an Instagram documenting their design journey and they've become freelancers and now they're really inspiring so many people across the world and now there are a couple I, I follow that it's so nice seeing their growth and them becoming more confident in having their own business and also also finding their own niche of people like there's um there's one designer she was talking about how that there will always be clients that, that like what she's doing and it's better for her to focus on that and keep developing this style that she's she knows she's really good at and can deliver on because there will be someone out there that actually does need this so there are so many people that actually really like the style and that can that would even hire them to to make this kind of thing so I think it's really encouraging. Have you ever been tempted to try freelancing yourself or done any freelance work? Um, I feel like freelance is is a natural part of design because um, it's something that you can do alongside an existing job. Even when I was um, discovering that I liked graphic design, I did 
do freelance. Um, though that was for free at first, I was commissioned to work on certain things. And um, sometimes people do approach you to, to make things um, that are outside of your existing job. So I'd say um, it can be an ongoing thing. Like sometimes people, um, people prefer to just do to just focus on one job or they want to they want to explore certain things on the side so I think sometimes it, it just depends on my time and who's asking because I have um I still do projects for for people sometimes if they need it and I feel that I can provide that help so like my mum was releasing a book a few a few years ago and um I designed the cover and I typeset it for her so so that, that was before I had my current job. I think I was, I think I was in my final year of uni. I also did some design work for charities, um, for friends. Sometimes a friend might need a logo and and I made that. So um, at the moment, I just consider if I have the time for it or not. But I think it's always um, nice because sometimes it gets you, it gets your mind away from um, maybe if you've been working on the same projects for a while. You can like have a clear headspace and work on something else and also discover that that you have some you have some other skills and other styles that you can work in so see i think yeah at the moment i i consider if i have if i have the time and um if i do want to explore something it sounds like a good way to yeah uh, extend your reach a bit in terms of what you're designing and yeah, yeah. get some of that experimentation maybe done uh, practice done yeah as well as making money <laughs> uh, you're working full-time at conscious comms are you at the yeah, yeah. yeah do you find you get time to do anything outside of graphic design or is it basically your entire life um it can be it can be so varied like even even at work sometimes i'm writing blogs or articles so yeah. <laughs> even though it is related to design um it's nice to it's nice to like hone my writing skills as well so um like even recently after i finished the mentorship program i i did a, a short article on um what i gained from the experience so i think yeah it's nice being able to write about things and also um sometimes i, I really enjoy writing about my design thoughts as well because i think it's one thing to design and it's another to be able to talk about it and explain the reasoning behind and certain things you've done and um also it's it's nice to um to look at hobbies that you have as well so um sometimes if i want to take a break i might i might just visit like art galleries or or maybe just just like marathon or do some baking or something so <laughs> um so i think yeah that even though a design is a big part of my life it's also i also try to make some time to to just have a breather and then even sometimes the funny thing is that sometimes it's when I'm focusing on something else that I actually get more I actually get more ideas for designing as well because <laughs> it's like my thoughts my thoughts are able to gather because um I'm not too busy or too focused on on working on something so it gives me more time to actually think through certain things mm. so um, but yeah I think it's it's an ongoing process to to make sure I don't I don't get burnt out and also um, just find different ways to be inspired, I think. So moving back to your education, which aspects of the course at AIU do you think most helped your career development? I remember, um, I think the most obvious one is we have we had a professional studies module. We had to we had to develop our CV, like develop a business card, interview someone in industry and write about it. 
develop our portfolio and get that checked over. And I also discovered like different books about having a graphic design career. So there's one, How to Be a Graphic Designer Without Losing Your Soul, which talks about different ways you can be a graphic designer and how it's important to discover which one is good for you. Because sometimes there'll be people that, that say, oh, this is the way you should do graphic design. But actually there's like one person might really love a big company. One might like a small company. One might want to go straight into just having a freelance business. So um, the key thing is to keep developing that yourself. And um, there was also a work placement module. I think I think that started on my year. So basically went through the whole application process. We documented the process. We spent a few months doing a placement. So that's when I did my placement with Drench Design. And then they, they wrote a little report about the experience. I wrote a, a little evaluation. And then that also halved the word count on my dissertation. And then that also counted as work experience on my CV. That was really helpful for me to, to develop my applications, to, um, to get experience working in a different kind of agency and also, also to, to keep my CV up to date as well, because I know sometimes that like, if you do forget about it, that it might pile up and suddenly there's so much you have to do last minute. But, um, but yeah, it helps me to get a lot more familiar with the application process and also um, to seek out the employability department a lot more like um, I was able to complete the employability program and that also fed into um, my course as well um, and we were also able to work on live briefs with design agencies and projects that we could actually see reflected what was going on in the industry so for example um, one of our projects was Penguin Books we could also submit that for a competition if we wanted to but um, it also reflected the kind of design that Penguin do, and we were also able to work with, we were also able to work with design studios in Cambridge, um, and they would give us a brief. And one was like a traditional style of branding, and then another one was where we had to brand something, but not in a conventional way. So that really helped us to think outside of the box as well. I feel like everything that we made at uni was really, really useful for our portfolios. Because um, even if it wasn't something that we submitted to be graded, we could still include that. And um, employers really like to see your process and um, to see the kind of styles that you can work in. Because I think it's one thing to be really good at one style, but to be able to adapt and work with different clients is a really key skill. So um, I was really grateful to be able to have such a diverse course. You mentioned your work placement with Drench. Um... How did you find that? Were you nervous before going in? Did they support you well? And, and um, were you able to fit in easily at that level of work? I think what really helps is that actually one of the employees was an alumni of the university. And so he was he was mainly supervising me there. And sometimes he were talking a bit about um, what we did on the course and if there's anything that had changed. And I think it was also really encouraging to see how he'd grown since he left university and he was also sharing some tips with me and like even if there were some things I created that maybe it wasn't to their standard he he would make some changes to it and he would explain to me that oh this is how I I pushed it to the next level that your work was good but also here's a few things that I've learned that that really helped me in my day-to-day -day work so um so everything I made they made sure that I didn't feel like it wasn't it wasn't useful and also they showed me like how they get inspiration as well because I thought um, at university you do get 
quite a few months to develop a project but in the industry sometimes it's like the same day you have to work on something and it's like the planning process might have to go on in your head really quickly so yeah it's really useful to see that how you translate your process into the world of work sometimes you might have to have a set of researchers set aside like just in case something might come up or there might be something you've worked on similar that you can look back on and think about that process and then quickly put together what you need to do. I also learned as well that sometimes um, because you're working on the same thing a bit often that it's really important to have templates so you can really go back to, to that and then maybe adjust it if you need to and then you can get that done really quickly. So um, I think the biggest thing was knowing how to how to make your workflow more efficient um, and how to cut down the time, different processes you can do to speed things up. Even if it's something like organizing your files, organizing your layers, color coding, all of that, all of that really adds up to your process. So like if you have to go back to work on something the next day, you know exactly where you left off. And it's also so useful if you're working with other designers because they have to be able to open your files. Like even, that like organization is is that this is the kind of thing you probably wouldn't notice at uni because you're mainly working on your own files but um like the the collaboration aspect is such a key part that you can only learn like once once you're in the world of work and once you're working in a team of people so i found that really valuable and i think that actually helped me when when i started working here as well because um sometimes me and the other designer we have to work across different things, even like, um, especially like with the, when the pandemic started and we were mainly working from home, that was such a, that was such an important thing. Like having the files sorted properly, being able to package them properly so one of us could dip into it if needed, or maybe if one person was unwell, then it'd be easy to just transfer the work. So, so yeah, making things more efficient and um, having things done on time for the client as well. So maybe on that note, what piece of advice would you give to your younger self, do you think, looking back? Um, I think I would say don't give up and follow your passions. Like even if you're the only one that knows how hard you work sometimes, it's still worth, worth it and it will reap good results. Because sometimes if you feel like you're working hard on your own and it's not really worth it, it always does pay off. I think especially with design because... The more you keep practicing, the more you keep working on things, the more it becomes muscle memory and the more it becomes, it makes the process a lot smoother. So I think some there's some designs that I could do in like an hour that would have taken me days before. But I think all of that practice did lead up to me being able to be more efficient. So I think like everything, everything that you develop as a strong foundation, it always, it makes you stronger along the way. So, so like it might, it might feel like you're, you're not really thinking through something when you're doing it quickly, but actually all of that foundation did help to build onto that. So, um, so I think it really helps you to have a structured career if you have a really strong foundation. And, and finally, as we're running out of time a bit now, uh, can you tell us a bit about the projects that you're currently working on? Um, I'm trying to think of... Um, Any, anything something. you're allowed to tell us anyway. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure a lot of it is... <laughs> confidential until it hits um, the streets. I, I am allowed to talk about the, the clients specifically. So there's this organisation, um, SWGFL, and um, they launched the Harmful Sexual Behaviour Support Service. I'm helping to produce 
um, social media graphics to help to spread their message and um, different designs and um, because it's, it's such an important campaign it's it's really great to see how design feeds into that and helps to get the message across because the service is for professionals working with children and young people but also it also has to appeal to has to appeal to both young people and adults and also get the message across and be professional so it's a really interesting intersection mm. for that and then um, I think also working on that kind of thing and also working on also working on projects for like technology companies and like sometimes I might not understand the kind of technology they're doing but like because my my colleagues in the marketing department they they work on so much research into what the client does sometimes we have a meeting and see how we can like marry the the marketing side with the graphic design side and see how the graphic design can reflect that so I find that really enjoyable and and also as I'm designing I tend to be reading all of the data and the information that I'm given and it's really it's really nice to know the positive impact it's having for such important issues. Mm. Can you tell us anything about the the issues that this project will um, address or is that top secret? Um, <laughs> I'm actually like having another look on the website. <laughs> don't worry if not yeah. we don't have much time left anyway. Now. <laughs> um, but it sounds interesting. Yeah. Um, well, I'll say that the it'll be released soon. <laughs> okay. There is like a lot of research in um, into how it affects children and and what can be done to prevent and um, to educate as well. And um, there is also another client. I'm just imagining a, a big red redacted <laughs> sign coming up on your PC when you access the files. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh yes, this is um, this is client safety tech innovation network. They work with um, a lot of a lot of different companies to to help with like internet safety and, and building like safer online communities. And um, I've been able to produce a lot of a lot of designs for them just to help to raise more awareness about what they do. And um, yeah, I think it's been it's been great learning about it because there's some things that maybe. Some things I don't really understand, like the technical aspect, but um, I do have a look on their website and and I look at their branding as well because that really feeds into the kind of stuff that I do. And I think also it's really interesting working with companies that have a set brand style, but then they also they also like seeing that creativity within that brand style, but also making sure you don't make it too playful that it's inappropriate for the message. It's really interesting. Yeah, I think the stuff that's released, I'll I will share. I'll share those as examples. Great. Well, thank you, Blessing. 